We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible. Well, I am very delighted that you've joined us today for this episode of the Blessing from the Valley podcast. This is your host, Mark Brandon, hoping you're having a wonderful day. And uh, isn't it amazing that we are wrapping up another year right here uh, towards the end? And we'll be bringing in a new one on uh, Sunday or actually it'll be Monday morning. And uh, what a year. And uh, We've seen some wonderful things this year. Obviously, uh, in a year's time, there's always heartache, heartbreak. Uh, valleys, but there's mountains, there's blessings, there's victories as well. And God is faithful, isn't he? Uh, Starting this year, we always try to pick a theme for our church. And this year, uh, we've picked the theme, Faithfulness Required. And I hope and pray that we'll all be found faithful in uh, 2024. But we're going to wrap up this year. But bringing in the new year, I want to bring a thought on the podcast that hopefully will start on uh, the ending of this year, but also bring us into the beginning of the new year. I just simply want to deal with a subject, greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Now, if you're saved, greater is he that is in you. And uh, we're going to look at an Old Testament uh, character, and uh, his name is Gideon. And, of course, if you know your Bible, he's a very well-known judge. And uh, let's just look at it here. In Judges chapter 6, we'll look at a few verses here, get the context. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Orpha, and pertained to Joash, the Abiezrite, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us, and where be all of his miracles? saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go, in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Verse 16, or verse 15 says, And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. And we know God kept his promise. Amen. You know the, the rest of the story. We know that Gideon was a great judge. He delivered them from the hand of the Midianites. Of course, God used him as a leader, but God ultimately did it. We know that. But greater is he that is in thee. Now, there's 13 judges. Now, we know uh, judges. There was a cycle to the book of Judges, and really, it's kind of the cycle of our lives as well. There's no doubt about it. We realize that Israel, they would serve the Lord, and then Israel would fall into idolatry. They would sin, and then uh, they would be enslaved. And by the way, that's always the cycle. You, when you fall and you start to sin, you're going you're gonna to be enslaved to that sin. They were enslaved by other people. Then Israel would cry unto the Lord, and God would hear their prayer. Then God would raise up a judge, and then that judge, by the might of God, would deliver Israel. Then they would start serving the Lord again, but then again, the cycle took over, took place over and over and over. Then they would fall into sin again. They would fall into idolatry. They would forget about God, and so 
again, that vicious cycle took place. So the call of Gideon is what we just read. Here's the setting. They were enslaved to the Midianites in verse 7 of chapter 6. So the Lord appears unto Gideon uh, in this passage of Scripture that I just read. They were desperate days, difficult days for the people of God. Uh, the very fact that we find Gideon threshing and you know threshing wheat and hiding it because he was afraid of his captors was going to take his own food. But what had happened, they'd strayed from the Lord and they felt the chastisement of God. By the way, that's still true today. When we stray from the Lord, he loves us too much to let us go. And so he chastens us. And we ought to be thankful for the chastening. Didn't say we liked it, but we ought to be thankful for it because we know we're one of his. And so God would chastise his people, and the Midianites became their rulers. Now, they would cry. God heard them, and we read the call of Gideon. Now, he was an unlikely candidate to deliver or to be a leader. He even said it himself. Uh, now, I want to make application to our day. We, too, are living in a day much like the Gideon, that Gideon did. The world has abandoned the Lord. Uh, the church is affected by evil world's influence. These are desperate days. But here it is. God's looking for those who will stand for him. And Gideon would not have been chosen by his people to lead them. They wouldn't have chosen him. He certainly wouldn't have stepped up himself. But see, here's what's beautiful. God chose him. God chose him. Now, here's the application. We may think we're unable. But God can empower us. We might think someone else might not be able, but God can empower them. Why? Because greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in you. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, greater is he that is in you. He makes the unusable usable. He makes the unleadable leadable. Listen, I want you to know something. So great is he that is in us. And I want to just really focus in on that for the next few podcasts. And I pray you'll let the Lord encourage you. Now, the most unlikely candidate to be leader of the Jewish people and to be the fifth judge would be Gideon. He said it himself. So let's look, number one, at the presence of Gideon. He was average, much like us. Um, and by the way, he did not immediately accept God's call or what God had asked him to do. Now, we know that because we know that he put out fleece. Now, we use that same thing today. We're not sure of God's call, and so we say we put out a fleece. Well, God, if you do this, I know that's what you want me to do. But there's no doubt Gideon had flaws. He had fears that had to be overcome. He had to rely on the Lord. And many times our lack of confidence is our greatest hindrance to fulfilling God's will. Now, I'm not saying for us to be arrogant. This world is so full of, you know, self-help, self-pride, uh, self-security. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about being arrogant. The Bible talks about arrogancy and being haughty. We know where that ends. We know what that lends to. That, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about having a confidence in the Lord. And when we have a confidence in the Lord, um, then we realize we're not able, but he's able. Why? Because greater is he that is in me. So what are we to have confidence in the Lord? When I say that to people, you know, hey, you just need to have confidence in the Lord. What does that mean? Well, number one, we need to have confidence in his ability. We need to believe that he is and that he's able. And by the way, he is able. But we have to be confident in that. Uh, you know, uh, I think about uh, 
people that, uh, you know, seen them do the tight ropes or they do those in the circuses, you know, those people are holding on to one another and, and if they fall, you know, especially years ago without the safety of a net, it would be to their death. And, you know, I've often thought those people have such confidence in that person that they're working with. They believe in their ability. And I want you to know if we can believe in humans ability, we should be confident in God's ability. So we know that he is able. And so if we're going to be confident in him, you say, well, Pastor, break that down. Okay, it's very simple. Then you have to believe and have confidence in his ability. He's able. That's the first one. Second one, we must have confidence in his promises. Now, this is where really the rubber meets the road because, look, when God says something, it doesn't always feel like that's what's going to happen. You know, we might not feel like that promise could be true, but it doesn't matter what we feel. And it really doesn't even matter what we think. If God says it, we must believe him. Um, You know, uh, think about great missionaries. They attempted great things for God. Why? Because they believed in the promises of God. You know, they have one promise of the God, and that's one promise of God. And that's like saying all we have is all the water we have is what we have in the ocean. One promise is all we need. We have to be confident in God's promises. We can't be confident in our abilities. Sometimes our abilities, our skill, our mental prowess, all of that will fail us. But we must have confidence in the Lord. We must believe that he is. We understand that he is greater, greater that is in me than is he that is in the world. And so, look, Gideon was just an average guy, just like all of us. But he did. He lacked confidence. And by the way, I'm not, I, don't, I don't struggle when people don't have confidence in themselves. I don't have confidence in myself. But we ought to have confidence in the Lord. Because when we don't have confidence in the Lord, I believe that is our greatest hindrance to fulfilling God's will and his work in this world. So we must be confident in the Lord in his ability, not mine. And we must be confident and believe and step out and trust his promises. Why? Greater is he that is in me. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley.